Patriots, constitutionalists, MAGAs, rebels, the awakened, inquiring minds, and yes, all you bitter clingers. Live from the Freedom Speak studio, I'm your host, Becca Marie. You are listening to Freedom Speak on AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059. You can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble chat. Just search for our channel under Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download our show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us your questions and comments? We'd love to get those. Email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. This show is sponsored by Memory Revitalizer. Lots going on in the news this week, and um, I have way more notes than we're going to be able to cover today. But I want to start off with a little bit about the two-tiered justice system. We hear a lot these days about the two-tier justice system. It's become more and more obvious in the United States that if you have standing in the ruling party, ruling political party, that in the words of an article I found at Salon.com, that an ignore the past and forget retribution rationale is invoked by our media elites only for a tiny special class of people, our political leaders while the exact opposite rationale, ignore ignore their lame excuses, lock them up, and throw away the key is applied to everyone else. That, by definition, is what a two-tiered justice system means, and that, more than anything else, is what characterizes and sustains deeply corrupt political systems. That's the two-tiered system which, for obvious reasons, our political and media elites are now vehemently arguing must be preserved. One form of justice is applied to one group, and another form of justice for the exact same infraction is applied to another group. We hear of blatant examples of this on a daily basis. Harsh, mandatory sentences for the powerless, and a look-the-other-direction attitude to the ruling class. The accusation itself, whether the accused is guilty or not, is in fact a punishment. In effect, if you are accused of a crime and cannot afford a good lawyer, you're in fact guilty until proven innocent, which if you can't afford a good lawyer, you're likely to be punished for a crime you did not commit. And even if you can afford a good lawyer, you're essentially paying a large penalty in the form of legal fees, even even if you're found innocent. You lose either way, one, one way or the other. The threat of large legal fees is often how cases are won in this country, and paying off an accuser out of court is often cheaper than actually proving your innocence. Let's face it. In the United States of America, however you want to slice it, you are, in fact, guilty until proven innocent. 
The Founding Fathers included the Sixth Amendment in the Bill of Rights to protect we the people from these exact kinds of injustices. They believed you had a right to a fair trial, should be protected from unfair prosecution, and therefore reinforced that right with a mention in the U.S. Constitution. The Sixth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution goes like this. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. Impartial is the key word there. Some places you're not going to get an impartial trial. Which districts shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and the cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of the counsel for his defense. I don't think the Founding Fathers ever conceived the concept of political lawfare, in which the government for which its members had sworn an oath to uphold and protect the laws set forth in the Constitution would embrace the concept that the Constitution and the oath which they took to protect that Constitution would be considered not to be absolute. You would think that the numerous times in which the word shall is used in the founding documents would make this claim moot, but apparently that is not so. There are numerous examples of this activity all over the headlines. Just the other day, an article on CNN.com stated that special counsel Robert Herr released a searing report Thursday that concluded President Joe Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified military and national security information, but recommended he not face charges after a year-long investigation into his handling of classified documents. The special counsel clearly states that Joe Biden, then Senator Joe Biden, or maybe Vice President Biden, did in fact break the law by having in his possession classified documents which he was not authorized to ever have. Then removed those documents from the locations they were being held, took them home, and stored them in his garage by his Corvette, as well as other locations. But then he goes on to state... We concluded that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. Her determined in the report, which marks the conclusion of his investigation, we would reach the same conclusion even if Department of Justice policy did not foreclose criminal charges against a sitting president. <clears throat> the report found that Biden knew about the classified documents in his home as far back as 2017. And a recent news article I saw, they were all over the place. They were on the floor in his garage. They were stuck in boxes. They were in filing cabinets in his home. They were just everywhere. They were in a, in a place in Chinatown. When he was no longer vice president and that he shared some of the information with a ghostwriter for his memoir published that year. Okay, keep in mind, people, he had no authority to declassify these documents because he never had the authority to have the documents to begin with. So therefore, he took classified documents out of their secure location and handed them over to somebody without security clearance to even see them. Biden, her wrote, believed he was allowed to keep the classified information that was contained in his personal notebooks, concluding that prosecutors wouldn't be able to prove Biden intended 
to break the law at trial. How is this the remember when we've heard this nonsense before? Here's the part I like the best in which the special special prosecutor describes how Joe Biden, the current resident of the White House and person walking around with access to nuclear codes and the nuclear football would be perceived by a jury. He stated, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview of him as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. The report stated, adding that Biden is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. You know how when they take a person that basically is crazy and lost their mind and they say, well, they're not really fit for trial. Well, he doesn't believe that Biden is fit for trial because he's a senile old man. Yet despite this decision, former President of the United States, Donald Trump, is still being prosecuted for the exact same charges, even though he actually had the authority to possess classified documents and take them with him anywhere he wanted. This reminds me of the crimes of Hillary Clinton, in which former FBI Director James Comey stated that, Our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Comey said after detailing the FBI's findings in its investigation of Clinton's use of personal email servers, no charges are appropriate in this case. He went on to say that the FBI found no evidence that any of the additional work-related emails were intentionally deleted in an effort to conceal them in some way. Therefore, Comey said the FBI has reasonable confidence that there was no intentional misconduct in connection to the sorting of Clinton's emails. Guess that whole business of smashing phones with a hammer and bleach-biting the hard drives didn't fit the definition of intentional. Whatever happened to the concept that ignorance of the law is no excuse? Certainly, you would think that would especially apply to those that are people, such as politicians, in which their position includes actually knowing the law and enforcing those laws on those that break them. Once again, a powerful Democrat was determined to have committed a crime but did not have their day in court, which is set forth in the Sixth Amendment. Rules for thee as in all of us nobodies, but not for those that are supposed to be enforcing the laws. I found a great example of a nobody being found guilty of a lesser crime, and despite the circumstances, had a mandatory sentence applied to them. A homeless man robbed a Louisiana bank and took a $100 bill. After feeling remorseful, he surrendered to police the next day. The judge sentenced him to 15 years in prison. And here's how the story goes. Roy Brown, 54, robbed the Capital One Bank in Shreveport, Louisiana in December of 2007. He approached the teller with one of his hands under his jacket and told her that it was a robbery. The teller handed Brown three stacks of bills, but he only took a single $100 bill and returned the remaining money back to her. He said that he was homeless and hungry and left the bank. The next day, he surrendered to the police voluntarily and told them that his mother didn't raise him that way. Brown told the police he needed the money to stay at the detox center and had no other place to stay and was hungry. In Caddo District Court, he pleaded guilty. The judge sentenced him to 15 years in prison for first-degree robbery. This man committed a crime. And regardless of the circumstances, he was prosecuted and sentenced to the punishment for that crime. 
he was a nobody. Therefore, there was no consideration for intent or his individual situation. What we see in our country today is what is seen when the government has become corrupt and the justice system is simply a tool used by that corrupt government to punish their enemies. Experience with two-tier justice from the British government was a reason why the founders included the Sixth Amendment. It was one of the reasons for the Revolutionary War. Justice was seen as applying to all, but it was also considered highly important by the founders to protect the minority under a democratic system. This is why the system of checks and balances was put in place to prevent the government from being able to do very much and to act very slowly when it did act. The Constitution takes great pains to both ensure justice for all as well as protect the minority from the will of the majority. The Electoral College is one example of this that still exists today, protecting the rural states from being ruled over by three or four large cities. In conclusion, I would like to share a quote from Thomas Jefferson in which he stated, all too will bear in mind this sacred principle that through the will of the majority is in all cases to prevail, that will to be rightful must be reasonable, that the minority possess their equal rights, which equal law must protect and to violate would be oppression. So there you go. That's my open. Got a couple people in the studio with me today. I got Jason returning with me today. How's it going, Jason? Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, 505-444-5059 if you want to jump on that opening monologue. Yeah, no I kidding. can't imagine you guys aren't fired up after that. <laughs> and we've got uh, Eddie Varelli, or Varela. Is it Varela? Varela. It's Varela. That's Varela. Correct. Welcome, Eddie. Thank you. I met Eddie at a rally the other day, and uh, he told me that he was going to be running for mayor of Albuquerque. We certainly need a better mayor in Albuquerque. So he is a different Eddie. He's not the Eddie from before. No, no, that was a different Eddie. I'm the uh, I'm the new Eddie. The new Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what's your thought on that open? Uh, any thoughts on a two-tier justice system? Well, uh, this is one of my passionate issues in the world, and I've been talking about it for a very long time. Um, I actually became a, an opposer of the death penalty because of two-tier justice. So when I found out how many innocent people actually get killed by our justice system and by the death penalty, I started to oppose the death penalty. And until they can 100% absolutely kill the right person I can't support the death penalty so David Gale is a perfect example of somebody who actually set up the justice system to show that it's corrupt and that it will kill innocent people and they did they killed David Gale and he was proven to be innocent an hour after they killed him wow Wow. If you've never seen the movie The Life of David Gale, I highly recommend it. It does star that guy that we don't like, Kevin Spacey, but, uh, you know, it's an excellent movie and it tells the tale. You know, so many actors out these day, out there these days are just are just straight up communists, in, in my opinion. And, I, and 
I would rather not know who they really are as a real person. I would rather they just, they do their thing, they, they, they act, and they do their song and dance and whatever they do in their acting, um, and that they don't share. I, I want to... I want to be blissfully ignorant of who they are as an actual person and just enjoy the character they portray. Can you, can you even watch Robert De Niro anymore? Oh, he's a disgusting... Uh, right? Can you even He's wa- a disgusting person. At one time, I would tell you, this guy can act. He's a great actor, this, that, and the other thing. Now, I don't care what he's in. Turn it off. Well, and you know somebody I used to like up until uh, over the past couple, three years? I used to love all the movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Yes. Right up until the point, okay, this guy is from, uh, his, his origins are from Austria, and he comes out and tells people, screw your freedom. And it's like, okay, who got to this guy? I, I can't, I was so surprised that was coming out of his mouth. Becca, it is for your safety. It is for your safety. <laughs> Becca, I thought your opening was fantastic, and uh, I'm really happy to be there. Uh, Jason, your uh, your position on uh, the death penalty is, is uh, very interesting to me because uh, I was a firefighter for 30 years. And uh, I remember when Tony Anaya, our governor, uh, pardoned people on death roll to include one person who actually uh, killed a police officer. And so... Uh, I would like to really discuss that at length, maybe not today, but at some point, because as a firefighter paramedic, I saw a lot of murder. And, uh, and Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I think that's it, an interesting topic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. There's no reason we can't. Um, okay. I, I, I guess to make my argument fully in, in the political setting that we're in, and I know that I'm talking to conservatives and people who genuinely um, and generally have supported the death penalty um, most of their political lives. Um, I've got two examples that I use to try to make my argument. One is Jesus Christ, uh, who I think probably has some thoughts on the death penalty and was an innocent man who was executed. That's correct. Two to combat what he just said, I, I, I understand that. I, the rapists, murderers, you know, the vile, the, the most disgusting amongst us. I used to think, yeah, let's kill them. But then I thought, gosh dang, that's awfully kind. Well, you know, it, it is biblical to put killers to death. It is. Right. You know, you know, and it's, it's biblical to kill innocent men. Yes, and it's interesting because I don't know what the right answer is. However, I will tell you that uh, uh, when you've seen as much death as a firefighter sees, uh, it does change your opinion. I used to be the same way. Oh, that's, it's cruel and inhumane to execute somebody. But a lot of these uh, murderers admit what they did. Okay, it's not that they were found guilty. They admit that they did these horrible things to people. How do you feel about that when they say, yes, I did it? And how do you decide that it's not an eye for an eye anymore? I think it's too kind. I think the punishment is too kind. I think 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, you know, I love freedom. And, And you take that away from me for 40 or 50 years, that's much more cruel than putting a bullet in my head. Here's the thing, though. Here's here's my opposition to that way of thinking, Jason. Is 505-444-5059. If you guys are listening on the radio and want to call us in, if you guys are watching on social media, you can get the number off the banner. Um, I am strongly against I, – I am strongly for justice and against revenge. And to me, uh, to – 
to intentionally inflict inflict years and years of suffering on a killer, even though they probably deserve it. Um, face it, they're going to get an eternity of of something much worse when they move on to their next destination. So that is not biblical to inflict uh, undue suffering on someone. If they commit a murder, they're an awful person and they, they, they deserve to be their, their life to be ended. And so that's just my response to that, Jason. And here's what I would say is that I would agree with Eddie. If these people have admitted their atrocities in the world and they've told you who they are, I, I have no pro- they, they, I have no problem with an eye for an eye. I have no problem with a life for a life. I'm just telling you that personally, until we can get it 100% accurate um, and, and we stop killing mentally retarded, you know, diminished individuals, yeah. um, I, I don't think that we, again, you know, I'm not God. And so I don't have that right. Um, I have the right to defend myself. I have the right to take your life if you're trying to take mine. But ultimately, I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I could judge somebody enough to take their life. On the flip side, you know, that punishment that I'm talking about, those rapists and murderers, you know, some of them would appreciate you putting them down. And society certainly would benefit from it so there's lots of arguments i'm sorry i I can't argue everything um absolutely to to tap on that well you know your argument uh you're not arguing you're you're standing in position i i'm not going to say that i am for death penalty and make it a blanket statement because i'm not however you know the bible says and god says revenge is mine and I shall be paid. And I follow that. However, when you actually see what some of these people have done, it kind of changes what you believe. And for instance, I was a paramedic firefighter. I go on a call I saw where a man raped and killed a five-year-old child, okay? Then I went to court as a witness, and I sat there and I watched this guy walk to the witness stand in a suit and tie, clean cut, and I saw the whole situation distorted. Uh, I was there. I saw it. And so I'm, I'm with you on that, that, you know, sometimes the judicial system distorts the facts. And so how do you deal with it? Now, I have a friend who is a corrections officer in Santa Fe, and he agrees with Becca that a life sentence is worse than death. He said it's horrible, you know, so I get that part, too. But uh, in the in the position of a, That's I'm what a I, wretched human being I am though. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, we got a we got it's, a caller. Let's grab the okay, caller. Okay, great, great. How's it going, Tamara? <laughs> Fine. How's it going, guys? Good. So, what's your thought on this topic? <laughs> okay. Well, if they for sure, absolutely for sure, kill people, and they're actually proud of it they should be gotten rid of but we shouldn't have to pay our tax dollars for who knows how long yeah it should be done you'll get me with that (laughs) (laughs) i agree as well um yeah i mean it's ridiculous why does it take them that long no i agree i don't i don't understand this thing about putting somebody on death row for 20 years i i don't understand the logic in that at all yeah why can't they get it done within six months for instance. Yeah. Well, they do it t- and it's I mean times. And I somebody yeah. that's absolutely evil. Like, 
And you know they did it, and they're proud of doing it. Like the Bundy. man, the Christmas tree, I mean mm-hmm. the Christmas tree, the Christmas parade driver guy that actually did it partially. Right. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, just, just mowed Rittenhouse. through there and just rolled, rolled wait, wait, over all wait. those people. He partially did it in retaliation of Kyle getting freed. Kyle Rittenhouse. Who was a hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a, that's okay. a perfect example. We all saw him murder people. Uh, how about Timothy McVeigh? We all saw I that. I don't know what I know. He's evil, but I don't know what else well, he, he did. But I know hey, hey Tamara, can I can I hold you over the break because we got a break coming up? Yeah, sure, sure, okay. sure. We'll be right back. You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Five zero five four 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 is the number. Don't go anywhere. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. You're listening to us on The Answer. AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque. If you want to call in, our call-in number is 505-444-5059. You can also watch us complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, Instagram, and YouTube. Just look for Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A, M-A-R-I. So, uh, before the break, we were talking about um, two-tiered justice. We were talking about punishment fitting the crime. And we have Tamara on the phone. Tamara, did you have anything else you wanted to say before we had to go to break? (laughs) 
Well, and you were talking about Biden yeah. and Trump having the exact same charges and having entirely different, you know, yeah. uh, processes. We have an obviously corrupt political and system. And Tamara might have wanted to talk about that, not the death penalty. That yeah, I, yeah. You know, anytime I get a chance to rabbit hole you people, I'm going to rabbit hole <laughs> He's you. He's bad about that, I'm That's telling okay. you. The worst. I can't yes. believe she keeps having me on this show. I'm, yeah. I literally am the, the rabbit man. Yeah, I mean, on our late night show one time, we were talking about something, I can't remember, some kind of uh, strange conspiracy theory or something and then suddenly we're talking about selling used cars it's like how did we go there i have no idea human nature <laughs> i call it stream of consciousness tamra back to you yeah what's on your mind tamra <laughs> well it's kind of basically still on the jail thing a lot of your big time evil people that end up in jail. Jail isn't bad at all for them. Now, a lot of other people that maybe went to jail for something minor or something, um, it can be really bad for them because of the other people in jail. That is correct. It's it's not a cakewalk, but some people, yeah, but, if you, yeah, but some people want to go back. It's it's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, some people like it. Yeah, they, they you know, and you see that all the time. Well, because they go in there and they get three hots and a cot and a TV. They don't, they don't yeah. have to and a TV. Yeah, and they don't have to work. And they teach them a job. Yeah, yeah. And if, they if they want to learn a skill, they teach them a skill. They get to play sports. They get to work out. Now that's right. On the other end of the stick, some jails are horrible for everybody. Because I have heard from the J6ers that the gulag in D.C. is just plain horrible, period. And that's a great, (laughs) I was actually going to bring it up, so I'm glad that you did, Tamara. That's a great example of another uh, two-tiered, you know, illustration in, in our society. We had protest after protest through the summer of 2020 that were violent, that they were uh, scary. One of them was six weeks long and took up six blocks of a major city. Burning down fires, police stations. And yet... It was mostly peaceful. These, yeah, it was mostly peaceful. That they were burning. Hey, they were burning. Burning behind the behind the reporters. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, and they were burning down downtown Albuquerque. Bricks were uh, delivered to downtown Albuquerque for some reason. And nobody, somebody. Yeah, nobody ever looked into who delivered the bricks. You'd think that would be traceable. But all of these events take place, and I know know a lot, a lot about the. Albuquerque deals, but I don't think we should mention it because I was there a lot. Let me ask you a question, tomorrow. I don't think we should mention it. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Uh, What politically uh, elected officials did you see down there walking the streets, destroying things? I've heard that there were elected people there. Did you see any? Um, (laughs) I don't know if we should say it on here uh, well don't, that's okay exact, don't give a name just say yes or no it's fine with me i didn't exactly see that but i saw people that were supposed to be they're supposed to be protecting people right telling the bad people which buildings to hit okay because i heard that too <laughs> i i do have some names i'm not going to ask you but you know thank <laughs> yes. you for you got to watch people do that the, the thing that really irritates me is the damage to the chemo theater that one bugged me. <laughs> yeah. 
That yeah. one was awful. Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of racist, oppressive people running that chemo, I'm sure. Um, you know, the, the art <laughs> the art world is notorious for it. Uh, but, you know, getting back to the J6ers and these protesters from all summer long, including in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where we saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Our obelisk was ripped down in Santa Fe. And the uh, cops just stood there and let it happen. Here uh, these people are destroying public property, and they just stand there and watch it. Our, our, you know, a statue of a historical figure, whether you like the dude or not, he's a historical <laughs> figure mm-hmm. that had a historical impact on this region. Um, that gets, you know, ripped down. At some point or another, the hypocrisy is going to be too overwhelming for just good people. And that's what I'm waiting for is the, 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 the wing of the Democrat Party that is not going to buy into this. And I'm frightful that there isn't any. There are. there are. They're, they're still out there, right, Eddie? I'm, I'm out there campaigning for mayor. And I'm meeting Democrats tomorrow. And, and I'd like to hear your opinion. If I am meeting strong strong democrats i didn't say you know far left wing they're strong you didn't say progressives you said democrats and there's a difference to me they are going the other way i promise you they have had enough and you know so are you saying you're not speaking to the choir you're actually trying to talk to other people i go straight to the people i talk to homeless people to find out more about them what's what's their deal but uh i uh, i come from a from a very uh strong uh labor background you know, I was uh, president of the Firefighters Union and all of that. And those people who used to just automatically vote Democrat, they are not doing that anymore. And it's actually quite refreshing, Tamara, because I talk to people, you know, that are strong Democrats. and They go, I, I can't do this anymore. They're well, not- you, you know what it is, Eddie, is the the pain has finally reached a level where it's getting people's attention. Well put. I, I was saying this a couple years ago. It's like when enough pain is inflicted on these people they're eventually going to notice well self-preservation will ultimately guide you and you know i grew up here i was born at prez and i just have to tell you we do not care what political party you are Exactly. We, we are New Mexicans. That's right. And New Mexicans will flip you right out of office, left and right. And, I, you know, I, I argue, and, and, and people are starting to see the light on this one. More and more people are, are getting their eyes open. But I argue that 20 years ago it stopped. And it just became yes. a progressive machine. And I, I think there's a correlation between things that happened exactly 20 years ago and why that is. We can have that discussion on another show anytime you guys want, but ultimately the two tiers of justice is part of that. Yes. Right? So if you can get your courts stacked with progressives, you can get your, you know, basically your justice system stacked with uh, progressives. These are people whose principles are based on what they're told they, they don't have an inner compass of principles I, I thought maybe that that was just me being hyperbolic but the reality is is if you see these people and you have these conversations with them they will straight up be a hypocrite right in your face and and be okay with it they'll straight up lie and 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 they'll look at you and call you names yes and they that's will. the only playbook that they have and for some reason it's working, and that's what we have to fight. What you know, t- Jason, tomorrow. Uh, which, what, what Jason just said is correct. Tomorrow, we have to fight. Mm-hmm. If somebody comes up to you and they're so crazy, left wing, and blah blah, you, 
owe it to us and yourself, really, to discuss it. And the way I discuss it is, I, are you hearing both sides of this story? I have relatives that are that way. And I say, are you hearing both sides? Or are you only watching this progressive, crazy things that are going on? Or do you look at the other side? And I find out they're not looking. And I ask them, I said, look, if you're sitting on a jury, you're going to hear two sides to a story, right? Please, please listen to the other side and then form opinion because it might change immediately. And that's what I tell people. I don't walk away and say, oh, man, you're nuts. I don't want to talk to you. I yeah. sit there and work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Tamara? No, but also if you need help, like when you go places, um, you can call me and just talk to me about it. I don't think I'm in your district, though, but you can call me and just talk to me about it because I helped Audrey a lot. Tamara is so helpful. Great. When you're out in the field and you're talking to people, I mean, yeah, when you're on grassroots, the gr- when you need a helper on the ground, Tamara is your girl. And that's I'm what we you. need, because, you know, we I, I was born and raised in this city. I love this city and I want to get it out of this tailspin we're in. And I think it's possible. I really do. Yeah. I do, too. After yeah, watching what they did in San Francisco in a week, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, we can totally clean up Albuquerque. Yeah, we can. We can. Yeah. You, you know what the difference well, is? is Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Benji's getting some calls pretty good today. I don't want to be on her phone too long. So have her give you my phone number and okay. you can call me. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you, you, Tamara. And if anybody else wants to call in, that number's 505-444-5059. Yep, lines are open. Give us a call. I got a question for you. It, yeah. On, around, we're talking about change here. You leave Albuquerque and you head... Uh, on Coors towards Rio Rancho, you cross a certain line, and I'm not sure exactly where, and there are no homeless, and there's hardly any crime. What is going on? I know what's going on. It's leadership. Mm -hmm. That's all we need is leadership. We can fix it. I play pool in Rio Rancho once a week on Thursday nights, and I I, I was making the same contention. Unfortunately, (laughs) they're hiding them a little bit better, but there there are a few out there, and for some reason, I can see them around the pool hall. Um, Hmm. You know, they walk through the parking lot, and they're looking for cigarette butts and um, whatever. Um, You know, I I, I feel for them. I I genuinely feel for them, but I used to give money, and Mm -hmm. I realized that I was keeping them right where they were at. Exactly. I had a guy approach me actually when I was here the other day uh, doing some work on the studio. Had a guy come up to my window on my car wanting money. And I said, uh, I just asked him, and he didn't know how to answer this. I said, why don't you, why don't you have a job? Ah, thank you. I, I asked him that question. Why don't you have a job? I mean, there's plenty of jobs available out there. There is. And, and if you're really, really desperate for work, like really fast, money that you can make the same day, you can go down to the Home Depot first thing in the morning, hang out there because people needing some day labor, they will pay you cash. Yes, they, they will do. pick you up. They'll give you a ride to the job site. They'll give you a ride back to Home Depot, and you can get paid cash tax-free. It's tax season. All of the tax places need a sign waiver. That's right. And they pay cash for that. <laughs> you can flip that sign around. Yeah, get, dang it, get yourself yeah. some earbuds. Get out there. Rock yourself going. <laughs> oh. um, you know, I, I, I really, the two-tiered justice system is where we see how this all kind of, how we got to a place where 
the guilty you're guilty until proven innocent instead of being innocent until proven well, guilty. Well, yeah, and it's and it's partly because people know all they have to do is accuse you of something. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't get yourself a lawyer, and you know, I don't know if you guys have checked on what it costs to retain a lawyer lately mm-hmm. for anything. I mean, you better have a few thousand dollars like right, right then and there and you're not getting that back. Nope. You're you're going to pay that retainer. Yeah, whatever it is, thousands of dollars, probably up to $5,000, depending on whatever it is you're being accused of. So essentially, you are paying a penalty, whether you're guilty or not. That's right. I I used to sell... That's uh, a screwed up system. It is backwards. I used to sell prepaid legal um, because of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Because I genuinely believed... And, you know, I had some problems when I was younger in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I think we've mentioned them on air before. But um, I genuinely believe that you were more likely to end up in court than in the hospital. And yet everybody has medical insurance and nobody had legal insurance. And legal insurance is fairly common in Europe. Um, And it's obviously going to become much more common here. And if you're smart, you do want yourself to have good representation because ultimately it's their game. And if you don't know how to play it, you are going to get smoked. You oh, are yeah. Going to. oh, yeah. You're, if I could expand a little on that. Yeah, go okay. for it. One of the big problems that I see with the two-tier system, it, is it, it exists at the lowest levels as well. Uh, and one of the things that gets me when I'm watching TV or reading the paper where I see one murderer gets uh, 12 years, another one gets 40 years, another one gets 50 years, and I'm, I'm really curious about that. But it actually exists. And one of the problems in the judicial system is the one-judge system. Okay, you are asking one person who is the judge to define the rest of this person's life or that person's life. And you're seeing that on the national level right now with Trump, one judge. And it's not designed to be that way. No, I wouldn't think so. And, you know, so you want a guy or a lawyer. Is that one judge or is that sentencing guidelines? No, you no, know one, what I mean? a one judge will hear the case and make a decision. And you're at his mercy unless you have a jury. So you so we're all entitled to a, a trial by jury, I, I guess, I'm pretty sure. But try to get a trial by jury. That 5,000 retainer will turn into 20,000. Oh, yeah. And so people don't have the means to have a jury. If I had my way on the national level, there'd be three judges at every court. Three. But that's, a, that's way out there, I know. Yeah, because you have a lot lesser of a chance of having three corrupt judges you than saw, just one corrupt well, judge. Well, you saw that judge I, I don't, I don't. I don't agree. I, okay. You look at our state Supreme Court, and you have just as likely chance to have three corrupt judges as you do one. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, I'm a libertarian, limited government guy, and what you're asking for is the expansion of government, and I'm never a big fan of that. Uh, the jury was supposed to be us governing ourselves. Right. That's right. right. That's and right. So, a jury of your peers. But like if let's say for instance if you're unfortunate enough to be accused of a crime while you happen to be, say, in Washington DC Okay. <laughs> you are not going to get a fair jury of your peers in Washington, D.C. You have a bunch of liberal idiots in D.C. that hate anybody that's conservative. And if you're conservative, I'm, I'm sorry, you're guilty automatically. That's right. There's no way you're not going to be not guilty. Well, I, you know, I now understand how Soviets felt in 1950. Yeah. You know, it just really is is like startling to me because I remember being in the 80s. You know, I'm this little 10 year old, 12 year old kid in the 80s, and I'm asking questions like, why do these Russian people put up with it? You know, they know everything's fake. They know everything's a lie. Why don't they just not put up with it? 
how did they get there? How did you get to this place? You can't all be evil the way my president or the way the politicians talk about you. There's no way. Russians mother, Russian mothers love their children too, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure they and do. so I couldn't understand it. And now watching it for 30 years and having friends like uh, uh, Lily Tang Williams, who came from China and who said, this is exactly how it happened where I was from. It frightens me that we're not able to stop it better than we have been. Well, we have communism taking over our country. Face it. Yes, we do. Our, 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 our court systems are corrupt. Our politicians are corrupt. And we've got a situation in which these politicians can literally buy voters. All they have to do is promise handouts. And the thing is, all of the, those handouts are unconstitutional. How did that ever start? I'm thinking it probably started with, uh, with the, um, what was it, with uh, uh, Roosevelt, the, 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 new, the New Deal is where it all started well, with the handouts really really bad so they're literally buying votes and it used to be way back when that you had to be a landowner you had to have skin in a game in order to be even eligible to vote and i think that's the way it should still be in this country well the the doc mentioned earlier that you know when the people figure out that they can vote themselves into wealth it is the end of your republic mm -hmm. right and that's the definition of democracy right democracy is is four wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner yeah yeah and, uh, i like that Jason. <laughs> that's good a republic is is you know four wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner and the sheep is well armed and contesting the vote that's right and so that's you right. know we have got to remember in this country that the way these forefathers set it up is they set it up for the greatest minority in the world. They were thinking about minorities, believe it or not, despite being slave owners and yada, whatever, yeah. These men were thinking of the greatest minority in the world. And what that was in their time and still today is you. They were thinking mm -hmm. about you, the individual, yes. and how governments and kings and queens and all sorts of nasty, raspy people took advantage of you throughout centuries. And they said, we're going to build something that makes you just as powerful as them. And you all want to take that away. You want to get rid of the Electoral College. You want to have a national popular vote. You you think that, you know, voting should happen apparently all year long well, and, and, they have and the, via text. They have these people in small communities. I've seen this where they've got these signs that promoting a popular vote. They have these people fooled into believing that somehow that's going to give them yeah. more representation. And it's not. I've heard that. I'm sorry. You're giving away your representation. You're giving away that tiny little bit of voice. Remember that? Yeah. You yeah. talked about Rebecca. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking about a little bit yeah. earlier how these big states, the four cities in the. It, yeah. Do you guys realize that ten counties basically make up the 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 election? You know, in this United States, expand of ours? on that. I had not heard that. Yeah, there's there's about ten counties that. Um, you know, if you win those counties. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. Right. It's over. Mm -hmm. Biden won thirteen counties. Mm -hmm. Okay, out of 3,300 counties in the United States, Joe Biden won 13. <laughs> and if you guys think that's equity and equal and no, whatever, then you need to come down to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, come out to Hillsboro with me and ride a horse and show me how your the beliefs that you have are somehow better than the lifestyle of those people. Because well, I, it's uh, not. I happen to agree. I own a place in Reserve, New Mexico. Good. In the Gila. 
And uh, I, I, I believe what you're saying is absolute truth. But, you know, to add a little more to the process of who votes and why they vote and who voted and who votes now, now we have 10,000 people coming in a day who are going to get registered to vote. Absolutely. They're not citizens. They don't care. I have been – I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, that this whole – people are confused by – why in the world would they be allowing our border to yeah. be open and allow these illegals to just flood into our country? Well, a couple reasons. But one of them, I believe, is that uh, the Democrat Party is looking to build the welfare state to something larger. Because without fail, people that are living on public assistance and are living off the public dole always vote Democrat. And they want more of these people. That's why they give them the, the the credit card and the cell phone and they put them up in a hotel and they give them all the free stuff because they're trying to build a bigger dependency class. Yes, they are. 750,000 creates a new congressional seat. There yeah. you go. For every 750,000 of them, we get a new congressional seat. And so you we know have what 10 million seat, now. You know which way that seat yeah. is going. Right. You know, I, I'm Hispanic. I speak the language and have roots in Mexico, but the thing that gets me, we've always been neighbors and brothers and relatives of Mexico. Mm -hmm. It's always worked very well. But what's coming in now is very small amount of people from Mexico. Oh, They're yeah. coming from deep in South America and deep in Honduras. Venezuela, Venezuela China. Guatemala, China. And Somalia. Somalia. And that's what makes this kind of complicated because we are neighbors to Mexico. This is new Mexico, but the people coming in are going to replace the jobs of the Mexican immigrants who came in legally. They will, and they're doing it already. A, a candidate for land commissioner told me one time, he said, Jason, we have a treaty with Mexico. New Mexico has a treaty with Mexico. Mm -hmm. And the United States accepted uh, our statehood with this treaty intact. And that treaty says that we will have an open border between Mexico and New Mexico. What what we're talking about is nothing like that. No, no, There's this, one yeah. place in, in our border that that is legal, and that's not where all of this is taking place. I was in Houston recently, and I'm Hispanic. And I speak fluent Spanish. And I was over there, and I noticed that the, the uh, landscapers and the cooks and over there were not Mexicans from Mexico. And I say Mexico. Yeah. They were not. They were from deep South America. They have literally replaced our Mexican cousins. It's yeah. unbelievable. And well, so that's what I tell my friends. Your job is in jeopardy. Well, you know, and we've got people now. I, I was watching uh, something on the news, I think, this morning. We have people in uh, communities that were predominantly black mm -hmm. that are being infiltrated by all of these illegals. And they're saying, hey, what the heck? South Broadway, you Albuquerque. Know? Yeah. And so now the black population is starting to see, hey, we're we're suffering from all of this. South Broadway, you're taking our jobs. Is a you're taking example. You're they're in front of yeah. city councils and county commissions, and they're telling everybody, you don't get our vote anymore. It's yeah. over for you. Well, there's several cities right now in the east that are uh, that have passed ordinance to let an illegal alien of any color or, or country vote. And that's their plan. Here. So, guys, let's take a break. Top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. The call-in number is 505-444-5059. We will be right back.
wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video, and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Yen, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize 
that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Everybody, welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak on The Answer, AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque. Also, you can watch us with video on X, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059. We would love to hear from you. So, guys, I want to talk about in this uh, hour, I want to talk about the interview that Tucker Carlson did with Vladimir Putin. I listened to the whole thing. I thought it was fantastic. I've actually, I can't remember when I actually ever heard Vladimir Putin being interviewed and asked hard questions. You know, Tucker Carlson was giving him hard questions. Mm -hmm. And... He, uh, Tucker said, you know, the first, oh, I don't know, the first half hour or so, Putin wanted to talk about history. He had a really, really incredible knowledge of Russian history dating back to the 8th century. And he went through everything that happened from the 8th century up to current day. And and at first, uh, Tucker was saying... You know, at first I thought the guy was kind of filibustering me or or whatever, but no, he was actually really, really interested in this. And you know, the one takeaway—well, I got it. Took got a lot of takeaways from from this interview that I didn't know before. And so many of these mainstream journalists, they have been going after Tucker the past couple of days unfairly. Unfairly, you know. One of them even made the comment that they said, well, Tucker is trying to cling to his career. It's like, you're just jealous because he got the interview and you, you didn't. Cling. He's at the top now. He's at the top. <laughs> He's not clinging to anything. People are clinging to Tucker, okay? Yeah, yes. It's not. And look, I, I am somebody who is not a Tucker Carlson fan, as a matter of fact. Oh, I am. I encourage everybody to watch a very old episode of a show that Tucker Carlson used to have with a guy named Paul Badaglia. Um, called Crossfire, and John Stewart put 
that show out of business. So, um, you know, I, am not somebody who's this big Tucker Carlson fan. I have become more of a fan recently as his eyes have been opened and he starts to share more and more truth with people. But this was an opportunity that I think any journalist in the world should have wanted. And I don't know how to say her name and I feel bad, but one of the most famous journalists in the world, Anna, I can't say her name, Anna Kampopor. Yep. She's (laughs) a world famous PBS journalist. She's, you know, I mean, she's not one of the worst of the worst guys. She, she really reports on things in, in an old kind of journalist way. And even this woman took a shot at, at Tucker. She said, everybody wanted that interview. And she said, why did he give it to Tucker Carlson? You know what I mean? And so, well, you know why I think I know why is I think because Putin, uh, you know, everybody, uh, Putin probably watches Tucker Carlson's, uh, uh, stuff that he does on his channel. He probably does. It's the, one of the best sources of information we have out there these days. Because one thing I, I believe that he probably knew about Tucker is that Tucker is fair. He's not going to try to spin things in any particular direction. Tucker simply tries to get down to the truth. And and that's what I like about Tucker. Well, the interview was long, and I thought that— Over two hours. Yeah, and I thought that um, it showed that Vladimir Putin is not a good— uh, subject of interview, um, I I thought he showed off what what should have already been known about him that he's incredibly intelligent. Um, that should have already been known about the guy um, that he is deeply uh, Russian and that he loves his country. What I learned was and see I respect that about him. He I loves his country. I do too. And he looks out for Russia. You know I remember when Trump was president and Trump made the uh, made the statement that I'm the president of the United United States, not the president of the world, and I'm going to look out for Americans. It is yes. the job of other world leaders to look after their own country. And from that respect, I believe that Vladimir Putin has a very similar attitude to Donald Trump. Well, I'm a lot like Gary Johnson, and um, Gary Johnson was asked one time, you know, who's your favorite world leader? And he was dumbfounded because we don't have favorite world leaders. We think they're all despicable creatures. That's right? true. That's yeah. true. And, and, and I'm going to kind of drill down on that a little bit. So as, as well as Putin might have answered questions or um, you know, been uh, the subject of an interview, he's still Putin. Okay, and we if we ever forget who this man is, then then shame on us. Okay, we should never forget who Lyndon Baines Johnson is. We shouldn't forget these horrible creatures in history. And he's no different. I don't think Barack Obama was any different. I don't think honestly George Bush was any different. I think these are horrible, despicable creatures. Well, and and I think that when you're interviewing them. I don't care who you are, and this is what I said on Twitter about his interview with Vladimir Putin. I said, to all of the people criticizing Tucker for doing this interview, I said, why is this any different from any other lying politician that he's interviewed over the years? And I said, if y'all could just pretend like he's interviewing Trudeau, it shouldn't matter. Well, here's the thing. I watched it, and... I believe that he was being sincere about all his answers. I really do. I I I I, I, I could not I, I did not sense deception in any of his he was as a matter of fact, one thing I was surprised about is his very lighthearted way at looking at everything. It's like you know, just like uh, when Tucker Carlson said, Who do you think blew up the Nord Stream? Mm-hmm. 
And <laughs> and this was funny because Putin's got a sense of humor too. And he just got he just kind of thinks of that very lightly too. It's like he's confused. I don't know why they would blow up the Nord Stream. But he he pointed to Tucker. Yes, it's like Tucker did. said, I didn't do it. I was you busy did. that day. <laughs> And, 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 but, you know, it was funny because he was referring to, uh, you know, he believes that America, United States blew up the pipeline. And I believe they did too. I think they did, or at least they contracted it out. Uh, What was done? I mean, how many countries, how many people have the resources to go down to the bottom of the sea and, and blow up a pipeline. That is something that not everybody can do. I think he made that quite clear who he thinks did it. Now, did we do it or not? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, you'd have to, like he said in his interview, the, the, you know, you have to have the ability and the, and the want to do it. He didn't use those yeah. words. But when it goes back to Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson and why he was chosen, I think he did the right thing. He's the right person for that job. Okay. Uh, now, Vladimir Putin, I've always considered to be just like you said, Jason, a bad guy, a murderer, a killer, and he may very well be. However, he came I mean, across that's inescapable. Yeah, he came across very intellectual. Yeah. His, his uh, and and world history is kind of my hobby. It was astonishing the way he was able to recite the history of of the Soviet Union. And, and he had no notes whatsoever. No notes at all, None. and he got the dates right. And I saw in Tucker's kind of a whoa. Set back, and you know, was it a filibuster? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was a lesson. And uh, but That's Putin's, exactly what it was. yeah, Putin's interview, and it was, was to make you sympathetic to Russia. Well, yes, yes, right, it was. And, and and it's working. Yeah. Okay, and and look, I, I'm not this big kind of nations guy, and you know, this, that, and the other thing. But I, I, I've grown to be more over the last few years. Russia has a long, very long history. And what I think startled me the most about his interview was the Christian aspect of it. Yes, that was wonderful. That, <laughs> you know, Putin proclaimed that he is Orthodox Christian. Yes, he did. And, that, and, he, and he, he pointed out something else, too, that since you brought that up. That used that up, to get you killed in Russia. Yeah, right. yeah. And he's right. very he's very pro-Christian. As a matter of fact, one thing he pointed out is that he believes that Christianity is something that brings the Russian people together. Yes, and you know it was one, wonderful. One thing that he understands really well, really well, that our leaders in this country do not seem to have a clue of, or they don't care, is that when the barbarians come in and they don't share your values, eventually you lose your country, and that is something that Putin understands, and he is not going to allow that to happen under his watch. No, he. You know what? I I was uh, mesmerized by this man. I've never heard him actually talked like that and the comfort zone he was in i didn't see any anger any whatever no. and, and and the thing that got me the most though and, and i have to be honest here when he claimed that ukraine has a neo-nazi flavor to it that scared me because i yeah. didn't know that yeah see i thought we were done with the nazis but we're not no and, the, and you he know said the, that this is something that he has been talking about for quite a while, is the neo-Nazi influence in the Ukraine. I did not know that. I yeah. know it now. It's throughout the West. Yeah. yeah. It's not you just know. in Ukraine. If you look at the neo-Nazi influence here in the United States, I mean, look up San Diego's naval base. It, it is literally, look at a, a satellite view of San Diego's naval base, and it is in the form of a swash sticker. Oh, my God. Well, you know, two years ago, I went to Europe because I like to study world history, and I love the history of war but not the actual battle where they're shooting it out what led to it 
Right. And why? That's what I love. So yeah. I was in Europe two years ago, and I went to Normandy. I went to all five beaches, and it was quite emotional for me. What happened there... American people need to really know the truth. It was far worse than what you see on Private Ryan, for instance. Yeah. For instance, those guys didn't stand a chance. Those machine gun nests were right on top of them. And all the wounded died because they drowned. Yeah. You know, the tide came up and they drowned. And, and while I was there, I talked to a whole lot of people about what really happened. And it's fascinating now. Is history going to repeat itself? That's what scared me about what Putin said. The neo-Nazis and, of course, Russians, they killed plenty of Nazis and Nazis killed plenty of Russians. Yeah, yeah. The Battle of Stalingrad was uh, horrible. And it was Russia who arrived first and all of the German prisoners that were taken by Russia, most of them died. So, no, he's no angel by far. But he's but, an intelligent but guy. He with shot down a passenger airplane. Okay, yes, I, I mean that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm the more scared the, of this guy now. Well, you <laughs> should be. You yeah. Know, first yeah. of all, world leaders who have the ability to charm your pants off, <laughs> scary, should scare you to death. That's and, what I'm saying, Jason. Yep. After that interview, now I'm really scared. <laughs> we should be. <laughs> yeah. You're you're looking at a leader that is putting his country first. He's uh, in. Intelligent, and yes, I think most people recognize that, and so they don't go into a negotiation with them thinking, "I got this dummy." There's no way he's going to figure do, this out. Do you know what's disgusting uh, about that? Is that I re- remember over the past, I don't know, few, it's been several years now, how the media was trying to portray Putin as declining health and not <laughs> not mentally well and all this kind of stuff. They, you know, they've been feeding us all these lies, lies. about Putin. Lies, just one lies. lie after the other. Oh my and it's gosh. like meanwhile it, he's putting out pictures of him on a horse with no shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the body of a 35-year-old guy, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's it. he's got these shirtless you know pictures. He's a real adversary. However, he said something in there that kind of rocked me cuz see our government is telling us all in that we're the number one in the economy and I've been questioning that for years. Did you hear what he said? He said that his that Russia is now the number one economy in Europe. China. Oh, in Europe, yes. In, Europe. in and, Europe. And the reason he and pointed that China. out, and this is yeah. funny, and he was kind of giggling about this. He, he thought it was hilarious. He, that Basically, he's saying that all these sanctions you've been doing on us has only been helping us. <laughs> Made us rich. And, you know, the, the whole the whole conversation was very lighthearted in which he just thought the whole thing was funny, and he had no – he said, I can't – I don't understand any of this. More sanctions, please. Yeah, more but sanctions. he also said that yes. China had surpassed us a long time ago, which yeah. I suspect is true, but yeah. our government isn't telling well, I mean, look. It's, you know, look at when you when you go to Walmart next time. That's right. Look at look at look at where every single product in the store I mean, is made in. Your it's, eyes are not lying to you. Yeah, no. almost everything is made in China. It's yeah, like that's right. The, the United States has become dependent yes. on consumerism from China. Scary. Yes, it is. The economy the economy war has been won by China, in my opinion. You know, we haven't had a battle with them, but uh, everything you see, touch, or use every day. That's why they're afraid of this guy. That, Made that, in China. that you know you're not allowed to talk about. They're afraid of him because he hit back. Mm-hmm. You know the first time, and and I am somebody who challenged him on his tariffs. You know because I just will tell you that's taxation on us. But when it works, and it worked over and over again, Canada folded, Mexico folded, right. China took about six months, nine months to fold. I thought they would take five years. Yeah, you know, I thought it would take five years of, of Trump's tariff wars. For China to cave nine months, you guys. He and generated China billions of dollars. And the most important tariff was on the aluminum. 
in this country. We weren't making any anymore. Yeah. You know, we're all importing it, and that's changed now. And, and I'm happy about that. You know, and, well, and, if we uh, can get factories and farming back into the United States, and we can become, you know, energy independent again, um, you know, this only bodes well for us as people. And see, that's something that Trump thought was very, very important that we manufacture things in this country. Yes. Well, if you it, look, you guys. You can have sympathy and compassion for the rest of the world. I do. I, I do every day. I pray for the homeless. I pray for the, the hunger, the hungry. I, I want to help these people. But if you don't recognize that your attitude that we should all be as miserable as them is, is self-defeating, I, don't, I, I can't help you. I agree with you. You know, it's very interesting because uh, in, two or three weeks ago in the Senate, a bill was introduced in the United States Senate to stop the purchase of private land by China, and it failed. What What are they thinking? We got China buying farms. Why all are we there. letting foreign countries buy up American land? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even understand the reasoning for that. Why would uh, you allow that? Most countries don't allow that. No, not at all. You have to be a citizen of their country to buy any property. So they're taking away our economy and, and our manufacturing and our technology. We, you know, we develop it and then it goes over there to be built. Yeah. And now we're going to give them our land. It's crazy. It's really crazy. It's scary. Hundreds of thousands of acres of farmland are being bought by China and other foreign countries. I, I don't understand. You know, one, one thing that Putin mentioned that I really, really liked, and I really like this part where he's talking about how if people come into Russia, they must accept the fact that Russia becomes their motherland at that point in time. Right. None of this nonsense where we see in this country where people will come from another country and they're walking around waving their flag because yes. they still consider themselves a, 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 uh, that that is their, their, their motherland. And Putin's like, no, no, if you come into Russia and you live in Russia, you come to understand that Russia is your motherland. And I really liked yeah. that comment. I really did. We used to be the same way. Yeah. I mean, you had to come and you had to assimilate. The melting pot. Yeah, but you had to assimilate yes. to American values. And you had to become an American. And your flag was never going to be the flag of Mexico. Your flag was oh, never going to be all Germany yeah. or any of the other flags that we see constantly. You know, just Ukrainian flag. Are you kidding me? That's right. Well, you know, if the- you have a Ukrainian flag on your car. Go to Ukraine. That's how I see it. Be loyal to, you know, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got to be loyal. But one of the things that Vladimir Putin said that intrigued me, again, I loved studying world history. Yeah, I do too. He was negative towards Lenin yeah. and Stalin. And it shocked me. He didn't say they were bad, but did you notice that? No, he didn't think those were good times in Russia. And it shocked me because Lenin was like a god in the Soviet Union. Yeah, I, I think he's a capitalist, and I think ultimately yeah. he's a Christian. Yes. And you put those two together, and you have somebody that is going to champion freedom more than they're going to champion oppression. Thank you, Jason. He just lives. I, he, I he agree just, with you. He lives in 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 a country that is associated with oppression, right? And I think that. You know, whether or not he's the guy, we'll find out. But I think that's what he's trying to do is convince everybody that we're no longer oppressed here. We're 1950s America and, you know, we're we're on the rise. Yeah. Well, you know, I have a question for Beck. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the biggest threat? Is it Russia or is it China? Well, you know, it's us. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Thank you know, you. <laughs> Putin made it. Putin made an interesting comment, and I and I believe I believe what he said on this. He said he he thinks it's funny that the United States makes out China to be the 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 big bad threat in the world. He don't. He he said you know he said that they're, they're just making out China to be the the, the latest boogeyman. That's and the and, and yes. you know I I've thought that for quite a while that our government will create an enemy to put fear in people or manipulate people into doing what they want them to do. Yes. Have you ever seen The Princess Bride? Oh, yeah. I love that one. I have not. Okay. So The Princess Bride, the whole basis of this movie is these three guys steal a princess who they are going to kidnap, take to the land of the enemy of the guy that they were hired by, the prince that they were hired by. They're going to take this woman over to the land uh, of their enemy, and they're going to kill her. Therefore, the people of this community are going to blame the people of the other community. Okay. And he makes the comment, and I, I can't tell you how profound I think that this, this quote is, but he says, starting wars is a long, and the two other guys are a little bit upset that they're going to have to kill this woman. And, you know, little Wallace Shawn looks at him and says, starting wars is a long and glorious tradition. And you have to think about that in 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 the manner of all of this. And, you know, every war that we've been involved in, look at the way it started and and whether or not that was authentic. Thank you. That's what I when I study war history, that's what I study. What led to war? Right. Okay, Vietnam's a good example. Oh, we're going to go over there and we're going to fight communism. Fifty-eight thousand Americans will die. What 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 started that war for us? Was the, it a famous the, event? Fear of communism. Was it called the Gulf of Tonkin? Yeah. Look at the events, though. Yeah, the, the, that's exactly the, right. The false flag events that are always around war, and and what I was talking about in the Princess Pride is a false flag event, right? It's paid for by, let's say, the United States to to steal, let's say, you know, Jill Biden, okay? And we're gonna take Jill Biden over to Russia and we're gonna kill Jill Biden in Russia so we can blame Russia so we can go to war with <laughs> Russia. Well, that's, that's, that, that's, 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 that's similar a, to like the Kristallnacht event. That's how we do business. Of Nazi Germany. What was the, the Litho, it wasn't called the Lithuanian, it was called the List, The there was a ship that started World War One. Lithuania, I think, is what it's called. Is that what you're thinking about? I don't think it's called the Lithuania. I think Lith- it's called something else. But it was a ship. Um, Did the some, Nazis sunk? Yes. Yeah. Supposedly had civilians in it. Right. Exactly. I, yes, that's and correct. And then there's the Reichstag fire, and that's that was Hitler. <laughs> yeah. It's always these types of events, right? Yeah, that's and, right. And I, I don't remember if it was Goebbels or who said it, but he said we can always get the people. You know, we can always get bid the people to go to war. That's not hard you just convince them that if they don't want to go to war they're not patriotic and that they're cowards yeah it's it's amazing those are excellent examples because true if we could talk about cuba for a second okay we all we know the history of cuba fidel Castro was supposed to be a revolutionary overthrow the governor from the government batista was in charge guess who batista worked for us all right so It was so we do the the Bay of Pigs. That was a big old failure and everything. But now, instead of Cuba being our ally, or even you know our, our friends, we got Vladimir Putin and the Russians in Cuba with all their sophisticated technology, watching every move we make. Big mistakes we've made on, on simple stuff. 
And so, yeah, you know, so when, when, we, when we allowed Cuba to be taken over by the Russians, and, I, you know, the Kennedy missile thing and all of that. If we would have listened to our forefathers who yeah. said no entangling alliances but trade with everyone. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. Do you want to know an interesting fact? Yes. No two countries that have an operating McDonald's in them have ever gone to war with each other. They closed. They, so, so that's how we do world peace. We just put McDonald's everywhere. Well, good, because there's a McDonald's at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> well, the McDonald's in um, Kosovo was closed four months before the bombing started. Oh, wow. I remember that. That's interesting history. But, you know, uh, I guess what we're saying is that we make serious political errors because we're being lied to. And it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Because government's nature is to get bigger and, and more powerful and, and have more resources. And if you don't let them do that, guess what? Yeah. If you keep an eye on them, you can govern yourselves. But if you let them get out of control and if you say, oh, government's the solution to all of my problems today, then you have what we have now. That's correct. Yeah, there's too many people in this country that believe that. That's the problem. Well, we we need to, you know, in my campaign, when I'm talking to people, they say, well, what can we do for you, Eddie, to win the marriage race? I said, study, read, and look at your surroundings. Do not believe what you see on TV. Study and see what's true and what's not true. And I, I firmly believe that. People are like, you know what, I ain't got time. But we're, we're going to fail here in this country. We're going to fail. Okay, we, the very wealthy don't pay taxes. Whether we like it or not, they don't pay taxes. The very poor, and you have this little middle group of taxpayers, and it's ever shrinking. Yeah. The very rich actually pay an absorbent amount of taxes well, in this country. <laughs> okay, guys, we're coming up on the break. Okay. Sorry. Hold those thoughts. Taxation is theft. <laughs> yeah, it is. I agree. You're listening to Becker Marie's Freedom Speak, 505-444-5059. If you want to call in, we'll be right back after the break. wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, 
I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Ablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak on AM 1190, The Answer, KXKS Albuquerque. Also streaming live on X, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just look for Becca Marie. If you want to send us your questions and comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. So um, I just want to kind of finish off our discussion about the Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin. And he was, you know, talking about NATO. Now, I mentioned this I don't know, a long time back in which the provocation of this whole thing with Ukraine to start with is that the United States, NATO, they basically lied, they broke their agreement, and they continued mo- moving eastward like they promised not to do. And like we talked about earlier, Putin's looking out for Russia. He doesn't want NATO on his border. So I, I just think that's a part of it, not the whole thing, because if you listen to the interview, there's a lot of things he points out. There's half of Ukraine, which are Russian, and they want to be part of Russia. And then there's the whole neo-Nazi thing, and then there's the thing that, that Tucker didn't bring up at all, which I kind of wish he had, about the biolabs in Ukraine, funded by the United States. And, you know, you were talking about earlier about how Putin has been known to have people killed. He's somewhat brutal at times. <laughs> but isn't the United States the same way? Do, doesn't the United States kill people all the time? I, I thought I tried to to illustrate the fact that if you ha- if you show me a world leader, you-, you show me a killer. Yeah. Because Barack Obama, the Nobel Pro- Peace Prize winning president, he droned a whole bunch of people. Well, he he certainly was caught on a hot mic, telling Putin of all people, "I'm really good at killing people." Yeah. Um, and so, if you've never heard that hot mic clip of of Barack Obama telling. Uh, Putin that he's really good at killing people you guys should look that up so all of these world leaders take responsibility and Trump was no different he took responsibility for the drone strikes that 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 he authorized um, one of them being Soleimani in uh, Iraq yeah uh, and Jason will tell you honestly that I don't approve of drone strikes ever however in the theater of war against a high-value target who is an enemy combatant defined enemy combatant that's that's where you're going to get my support on a drone strike you know in a restaurant on a 16 year old uh american born citizen in yemen barack obama you're not going to have my support on that drone strike just because you were afraid that he might become like his father well you know warfare has changed a lot and drones have changed everything because it uh, spares our soldiers from dying however uh they are they say they're very discriminating about what they strike that's not really the truth there's a lot of collateral damage and that really irritates the country that we do it to and that's what they that's what they really capitalize on okay you send a drone and you get your guy but you got these all these other people and that infuriates other countries three other people or two other people died in that drone strike against um all 
Amwar Alani. Yeah, yeah you got it pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, against his son. Um, and, you know, I, I, I mean, let's be fair, okay? This yeah. was a 16-year-old born in America uh, yes. citizen, okay? Born in Colorado that they drone struck in uh, Yemen. Trump killed his, like, eight-year-old sister. So, you know, these decisions get made, and these people have to live with these decisions. I think men of conscience um, will look you in the eye and say, I see the faces of these people. And that's the reality of the decision to kill. So I am not opposed to killing. I just want everybody to understand that there are consequences that go beyond political and financial um, and certainly even in your community. There, there, there is a spiritual aspect to it that we should all be cognizant and aware of. It has a cost associated with it you know another thing that uh putin mentioned and i did a little bit of research on it is the he referred to it as a coup d'etat in ukraine in 2014 that's correct which in in effect the united states installed an unconstitutional government in ukraine at that point in time violated the the country's constitution had apparently he mentioned something about a third round of of elections which he said was completely unconstitutional. And, you know, we saw back in 2020 in this country how elections can be manipulated. And if you think that elections in other countries have not been manipulated by the (laughs) United States, as a matter of fact, I think that's how they learned how to do the manipulation and to basically steal an election in this country because they've done it in other places already. Actually, it's it's par for the course. They do it a lot. But we always make the wrong guy, the president, the leader, Batista, Cuba, mm-hmm. always the wrong gun. Noriega, you know, it goes on and on. But here, here's the, what the, I want to say. The prime example on that one is actually Venezuela. Venezuela, uh, yeah. Chavez. That's where, that's where yeah. the minute. Chavez, yeah. Hugo. And you know what's going on in Venezuela right now, which is really interesting. Did you guys read the article, What's Going On in Venezuela Right Now? We have a political party which is trying to... Uh, run for election and what is going on in Venezuela and it's really really so I, I the article I read it said deja vu with a question mark in which political opponents are being lawfared they're being arrested they're being put in jail people are being taken off of ballots wow what does that sound familiar to well and I know, think if, that's right it's that's absolute corruption because Hugo Chavez was uh, you know, a buddy of Fidel Castro because he was giving him millions of dollars of oil. But guess what? We buy oil from Venezuela. It's ridiculous. Well, Venezuela was one of the wealthiest countries in the world in the early 90s, and they've turned into complete and total despair. So, But if you look up the history of, I can't remember if it's Smartmatic or if it's Dominion, but their roots are in Venezuela. And that is the test, the, the test bed for all of it. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're 
in deep on understanding the technology behind the manipulation of election results and how long it's been going on. And it's been quite some time. So it's flowed into our country. It's it's not any different. Well, I'm a big election integrity guy. Rebecca knows this. And well, I, I, I am, too, if we can make it work. Well, uh, I just constantly ask people this question because I like to keep it simple. I'm a New Mexican, too. Right. And, right. you know, I just, I'm not that smart, people. <laughs> yes, <you're> um, <laughs> I so, disagree. <laughs> so. I just ask him this question. Would you trust a national championship spelling bee to spell check? <laughs> and most people do that. They laugh and they say, of course not. I would never do that. There's a reason that you wouldn't do that. And it's because software is fallible. It is vulnerable. And it is actually too complicated for judges, lawyers, and legislators to understand. Wow. And that is why you have to remove software from the process. And that's coming from a guy who worked in software well, development yeah. well, for 20-something even, even when they go to court over this thing, do you think the judges understand anything about this software uh, jargon that these experts no. are talking? No, they don't. know. They're get, not qualified to make a judgment get a dictionary. in this. You get deep dictionary. enough into code, okay, and depending uh, on what code that you're writing software, in and then you got to start talking about directories and registries and yeah. I can assure you that as a salesperson for a software developer, we built software. We played with the biggest software developers in the world, Microsoft and Apple. We had to send out software updates to our software <laughs> at least three times a year, if not four times a year. Okay, guys? And this is normal in anybody's software. You look at your platforms, you go back to Windows 7, follow the, the iterations of all of Windows, follow the iteration of all of Apple. There's always bugs and flaws, and most of it came with and, viruses. And, and backdoors where and, somebody can come in and manipulate it. And most of it yes. came with viruses and backdoors. Yeah, sure. yeah. And so if you take that into consideration and you take into account that Wells Fargo can't protect you, the U.S. government can't protect you, right. your Presbyterian hospital can't protect you, why in the world would you trust your election process to software? And last but not least, Never. France, Finland, Germany, and now very apparent to the world, Argentina, have all gone to paper ballots. And One day vote. One piece of paper. Same day voting, voter ID, simple. Paper ballots. Make it a national holiday. I'm in on that. I would totally be. I think that would be a great idea. You know, that is a great idea. Election day. Make it it a day in which your employer cannot make you work. Yeah, we have 11 already. I had another one, you know. I I believe it's 11. But let me me ask a question, if I may, uh, about uh, our world affairs. 505? 444-5059. 444-5059. Because he's, he's putting out the question to you guys. All Come right. on. <laughs> Here's a good one for you. When the World Trade Center was attacked and destroyed. You three, realize we have questions for you about that after the show today. Okay. 353 <laughs> firefighters died instantly. Yes. Okay. 1,200 yes. other people died. <clears throat> okay. In our wisdom, in our technology around the world, why did it take 10 years to find o- Osama bin Laden? 10 years. What do you, you want? You, you want my answer? I, no, I want your opinion. It was yeah. an inside job is what I think. Okay. Okay. Can That's I, what can I think. I, can I answer that question too? Sure. According to Janet Reno, I don't know if anybody remembers. Oh, who, yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> Janet Reno. I th- I've heard people call her Johnny Reno. <laughs> according I, don't, to, I don't know. According to Janet Reno, um, 
Osama bin Laden, the reason it took so long, this is not her answering your question, but her stating this uh, as a matter of fact, that Osama bin Laden was already dead and that they would roll his bones out when it was politically convenient. You can look that up because she said it in whatever, five years before they found him. Our Navy SEALs shot a skeleton? Oh, yeah. See, and did, did any. I'm being facetious, sorry. Am I the only one that found it suspicious that they wouldn't let anybody see his body and they dumped his body out in the ocean? Absolutely. Does any, is anybody buying into that? Does anybody I, think there are, are body doubles for political executives oh, and, and political no. elite? I Does just, anybody think that they have body doubles or maybe even. Well, I think we, so. We use the word on the other show. 353 guys, 350 of the bravest men died that day, yeah. and, and they couldn't find Bin Laden for 10 years. I don't buy it. No, no. I, I, there's a lot of questions I have about that, but I don't want to get into that on oh, this no, show. We're talking, no. I, I think we're talking yes. about uh, He needs to NATO, come on the continuum. NATO. On the continuum, which we're going to be doing a show tonight. Right. And we're going to be, I'm just going to mention that now while we have some time. If you guys uh, want to watch our late night show, it's streaming only on all those platforms, Facebook, Rumble, X, Instagram. Did I miss one? Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. 10 o'clock, no, it's X, X. it's X, X now. X. Uh, starting, you- starting at 10 o'clock tonight, we are going to talk about uh, uh, chronovisors, and we're going to be talking about avatars. Oh. Now, which actually kind of touches on something, another question that Putin talked to uh, uh, Tucker about briefly. He was talking about AI and genetically engineered super soldiers. Yeah. But that's a real thing. Oh, it's... <laughs> that's a real thing. Well, I'm not so much against uh, super soldiers, robots, if it'll save an American being killed, but I'm really concerned about the other part of AI, where people are going to lose their jobs. I mean, we don't have checkout people anymore. When AI comes around, we're going to have robots Well, there. do you know what, Eddie? Have you, ha- do you ever go to the Walmart on, on Eubank? No, I don't, actually. Okay. Recently... They had so many complaints by customers at that store about the self-checkouts, they removed all of them. They're all standard checkouts now with people bagging and There's checking out your There's more to all of that. Oh, thank uh, God we get jobs back because, you yeah. know, the, the checkout jobs. And, and I, I love going to that store now because all I get right. to talk to a person. Yeah. I get to have my stuff bagged. I'm not doing half of the work myself. Okay, so you what? You, you've got a story behind that? Sure, of course. Okay, okay. yeah. It's political, right? Yeah. So... Um, I was in a fight at one time politically going around the state of New Mexico trying to get right to work passed um, in every county. And one of the things that I learned was about checkout machines and about how the union controlled how many checkout machines there were at each supermarket. Okay. Okay. Because I think if the supermarkets who are non-union had their way, they'd be Walmart and it would be almost all self-checkout like Wyoming and... and, uh, uh, Manal, yeah, right. Yeah. It's almost completely self checkout. Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, did Walmart uh, get unionized? Did they finally did they finally lose, or have they managed to keep the unions out of Walmart? I don't know, but what I do know is that I just want good service, and I'm willing to pay a little extra for yeah. good service. Yeah, me too. So sure. if me you too. guys are getting good service at a Walmart on Eubank, I'm and going there. 
um, Eubank and, and Copper or wherever it is. Uh, Eubank and No, it's Lomas. like Eubank, Eubank close to I-40, actually. Yeah, yeah. Eubank and Lomas. Um, I might start trying to go there. It used to be one of the worst Walmarts to go to. Yeah. That one and Carlisle were the yeah. two worst. You know. Well, you got to fight through the homeless. But still. Is it still open 24 hours, Rebecca? Do you know? I'm not sure. I, is there I've, a I've never gone there when it was closed. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm asleep. At, you know. I think maybe they are. <laughs> you know, I, I think they stay open. They, I, they probably do stay open 24 hours because what they do is during the late hours, like way at night, they have people stocking shelves. Sure. So, you know, so if you were to stop in there at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning, you're going to have to walk around a bunch of pallets and stuff like that in the aisles because that's when they stock the shelves. So right. they make know. use of that time. They they make use of that time when there's hardly anybody in well, the store. Well, I'll tell you this. <clears throat> I don't go through a self-checkout because I feel like I'm putting somebody out of a job. Yeah. And uh, that's just how I feel. I'm not going to do it. I, I have done it because out of necessity, like Home Depot, they ain't got nobody at the checks, only, the, uh, you know, the che- self-checkout. Yeah. Although yeah. they have a person standing there, I just feel like it's putting somebody out of a job. Yeah. Some people love it. I've heard people, oh, no, I like it better. It's faster. <clears throat> okay, but I don't. Can we go back to NATO for a minute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What You know, after World War... The I have a pretty strong opinion about NATO. Okay. Do you, know, do you, do you know what I... I'd like you to know, hear yours first. <laughs> well, I have been referring to NATO for, NATO for quite some time as the Army of the New World Order. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Okay, go on with what you're going to say. Well, you know, after a horrible <laughs> World War One and a equally horrible World War Two. uh NATO was sorry, we're going to create peace and blah, blah, keep everything under check. But, you know, you know who funds NATO? We do. Yeah, almost almost completely. Yeah. yeah. And so we're funding this. You Not know, anymore. I, you know, well, it, it changed a little after Trump. That's yeah. exactly that's, right. Yep. Trump uh, threatened to pull us out of NATO. That's right. He said, you guys got to pay your fair share. We're well, not, not going to do this. Yeah, I Again, think so. Again, we go back to us little taxpayers <clears throat> here. Yeah, yeah. Same with the U.N. Yeah. You know, it's in New York. It's a big, you know, who pays for that? We do. Mm-hmm. What value of it? Please tell me. Have you ever seen the symbol in front of the UN? I have not. Not to rabbit hole you I've guys. I've been in New York, but I never saw I, it. I remember. It's something evil. I can't remember exactly what it oh, is. Oh, tell me. It's a revolver that's tied in a knot. <laughs> I've been in New York, but I didn't see that. But see, yeah, you know, come on. There's something really creepy about NATO. Yeah. Well, one, one world government is, should scare us. It just should scare us. Government should scare us, people. It scares me. You know, I, mm. I, I always tell this on, on the other show or whenever I get a chance, I always say, you can either know history or you can trust government, but you ah, cannot do both. You can. That goes along with my campaigning when I talk to people. Don't believe it. By the way, I, I don't know if I can... To say what station or what program it is, but there's on 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 uh, on the stream right now. There's a, a program called Phenomena, and it goes right to what you're talking about, right to it. You know the Federal Reserve and and trusting government. People need to see that. People need to see it, and that's all I tell people when we're on the campaign trail. Study a little bit, learn, because you're going to be shocked. I, I just simplify it for them. Quit trusting government. Okay, yeah, well. they have a long recorded history mm-hmm. I, I can pull up all sorts of history it doesn't matter you pick a government you can pick any government that you want i don't care i will find dirt and evil and this is what william bloom said former state department uh employee he said no matter how paranoid or conspiracy minded you are what the government <clears throat> is doing is worse than you imagine oh i completely agree you, you know, know I, I do 
you know, talking about evil, I have an interesting clip here. You know, George Soros that they're oh, always yeah. pointing to all the time. I mean, that guy's like evil incarnate, in my opinion. Is he ever? I think this guy's not long for this world. I think he's probably going to be kicking the bucket anyway. His and son he, is worse. Oh, his son is worse. Oh, no. So we probably shouldn't <clears throat> we probably shouldn't listen look forward to the day that this guy dies because his his more evil son is going to take over. His kid was probably the one influencing him in the direction that he's been for the last 20 years. The oh, kid I never thought about think, that, but well, yeah. Think okay. about how often our kids have the ability to change our worldview you know the 60s was about that the kids were changing the worldview of the adults and you know there was obviously a clash there um but i think about my own generation and the impact that we had yeah. on, on our own parents like my parents probably were parents that wouldn't let you sleep in the same room with your girlfriend if you came to spend the night at their house my, my parents way, always made us that, have our that's door. That's probably the way my parents. My were parents raised. always demanded that we have our door open if we had. I never over. had that opportunity. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're a grown adult and you come oh, back and you visit yeah. your parents oh, um, and you're yes. living with this woman. Um, you know, that's how the society had changed, right? Well, my grandparents, it didn't matter. You couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep in the same room with a girlfriend. Oh uh, no! If she wasn't yeah. my wife, I couldn't sleep with her, right? And but my parents had already moved in so we have this influence over our parents that that you don't realize i think some of these just wild progressive children have had unbelievable influence over um their parents you know look at nancy pelosi and her daughter um there's another example her daughter is this just far out there progressive um who's actually kind of coming back to reality more and more but um as as nancy progressed you know she was a fairly conservative rich um you know woman from northern california yeah. who turned into somebody who kneels with a whatever khalifa oh on. yeah that was crazy yeah, that's crazy i remember that. okay real quick listen to listen to george soros in a recent uh, thing i mean the guy sounds terrible in the greenland ice sheet affects it kind of sounds like what Diane Feinstein sounded like at the last time she was in Congress. Shelf life's over. Uh, 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 uh. You're just waiting for the guy to just keel over and die. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. God bless him, but. Well, I hope he finds God before it's too that, late. Yeah. That's that all I can say. That says a lot about you, that right there. That little tiny thing says so much about you. Well, I'm a Christian. and uh, I am too. You just showed it. I pray, you know for, I pray I, for people like this. People, it's easy to say it. Hey it's guys, hard to show guy, it. Hey, guys, we're out of time. Oh, Believe it or not, okay. we're out of time. So I just want to say follow, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching on the, us on social media, there's a little subscribe button down there at the bottom on Rumble, some of the other platforms. Like, share, all of that stuff. Send us your questions and comments to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you, li- you can listen to replays of all of our shows. Check out the resources I have on there. If you miss the show, you can get the podcast from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Just look for Freedom, uh, Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. And uh, also check out our late night show tonight. Jason's going to be with me. We're going to be talking about some cool stuff, 10 p.m. on the social media platforms. 
And uh, Eddie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks Seems like the time just flew. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, Jason. Great having you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can Jason. we thank our, our sponsor, Memory Revitalizer? Memory Revitalizer. Go out thank and buy you some. So it's much, good guys. stuff. Yeah, and yes. I'm starting to need it. So I'm going to go up to the Manal Pharmacy, which is right up the street from me, <laughs> right. and I'm going to go get it. <laughs> so, everybody. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided, we are weak. Together, we're strong. It's time for us all to stand up. Open your eyes. Reject division. Tell them communists to go packing. And tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate, hell no, we won't comply. Resistance is not futile. And we are the resistance. <laughs> <laughs>